This week on In Between Sets, we're joined by Coach Evie and Coach Joe. We discuss topics such as competing in bodybuilding and weightlifting, life as a wildcard coach, and took a deep dive into nutrition. <laughs> like I understand people's gripes with football um, because like there's so many annoying players and it, like um, especially the way they react to like, getting touched but that's the biggest thing people like look past the skill and they're like yeah but like some people dive anyway no football chat so coach Evie Joe thanks for coming on let's chat about coaching so how'd you get here Evie how'd you end up here uh you yeah, seen. So let's sneak it that one in straight away. <laughs> like, put, some, put some respect on this name. <laughs> Tell them that I gave you your start. So I started coming to Wildcard through the uni. Mm. The uni oh, that was good days, man. Uni yeah. weightlifting. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, so it was like a little first year. Charlie was coaching me. Week in, week out. So um, the student becomes then, a master. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then over like between summer first, uh, first year and then second year, um, dropped me a message. Do you want to work on the desk? And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember Pris being like, um, oh, I need someone just on the desk when it's busy in the evenings. Because back then it was, it, like, every evening was rammed and we kept being like disturbed to buy drinks and stuff. We were like, yeah, we just need someone to sit. Want. He was like, I need someone who like, I can actually trust and who would like being around here. And at the time, I was trying to convince you to be a CrossFitter. Yeah. Because I knew you were, I had a feeling you'd be good at CrossFit. Mm. Which you were for a while. You had, you had a while. Yeah, I know, but you don't do it anymore. You actually like got fit. Really? Um, we, have, we haven't seen any evidence that you're good at CrossFit, other than butterfly pull-ups. That's yeah, all you need. <laughs> That's Sorry. all you need. Uh, the cardio needs some work. I'm not gonna lie. To Easy you. to bring up though, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Takes a few weeks. Exactly. But yeah, and then it blossomed from there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And then you moved. Was that when you were? So no, nah, there was no. There was like a lot. There was about six months before I brought you in. Before I knew I was going away. Right. Um, we just needed someone on the desk, and then it, as it happened, when I was leaving, I was like, oh, that'll make a lot of sense. Like get Evie Shadow yeah. in as I leave, and then we've got. Because it was the way I got in. I feel like a uni student coach works well to have mm. alongside coaches like yourself who come outside. It's like it's good to have people that you can just grow and do your own thing with. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I did my. So I started coaching the weightlifting club when you graduated. Yeah. Um, so I came in there. Did my. Did you still do them here? Yeah. Nice. Um, did my British weightlifting level two instructor. Um, and how did it change when so when I stopped coaching them and you came in because I was always breaking them with CrossFit did you just get them lifted um, we did quite a lot of technique stuff kind mm-hmm. of similar to an athlete class okay yeah 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 so um, sort of strength technique a lot of it was Ollie based because mm-hmm. um, everyone kind of already knew how to do powerlifting they were yeah, kind of training that themselves so when they came there was a bit of a powerlifting culture in Cov Uni for, for sure because sure. <laughs> we would do varsity right like um, yeah. we would compete and be able to legit put out like a Cov team and a Warwick team that were powerlifters because there was just so many around. My mm. fucking uni never did that. It was so annoying. <laughs> yeah, we're so lucky though because like my mm. sister's going to uni now and they're sick powerlifters 
They are fucking nuts, they, by the they way. Are, mate. They put me to shame every single time I see a video, and I'm like, <laughs> they're um, strong, man. But they're going to uni, like in Liverpool and Salford, and they haven't got any weightlifting clubs and stuff. And I'm mm. like, I don't, I don't even know what to recommend for you because that's exactly how I got in. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to start. You need a community, right? That's like the best sure. way to, like, people know what they want about. Cross the box, that's where you go, surely. Yeah. Like that, right? Or go to a powerlifting gym. Mm. But they could be a bit mm. weird bro-y. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, a bit bro yeah. We'll circle back on it, Joe. I want to know how you got here. Because you joined whilst I was away still. Yeah. So I'd heard rumblings of this new coach. That, um, <laughs> technically, technically, <laughs> Charlie. New coaches. You can say that you also got me and Joe the job by going to Edinburgh. This is it, man. This is it. Edinburgh was. Uh, interesting one but it definitely paved the way for like you three to really like blossom I had my time in the sun at the start it's nice it's nice to be back now it really is and like actually having a team like I've only ever worked here where it's like just me as the only like full time coach and then we've got a bunch of like part time ones that have come in and out so you don't have that like group sense of everyone mm. trying to do it at the same time so coming back in it has been an absolute blessing yeah, like anyway interrupted you Joe so how did it happen oh yeah so both my wife Olivia and I we moved to Coventry in September 2020 because she's going to uh, Coventry Uni and whilst I was applying for a job um, one of the first I, I applied to like 20 different positions you know like one for dietetics one for even some random stuff anyways mm. I got an email back from Wildcard saying, hey, um, we would like you to, no, 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 it was like an application form first, and I, I did all of that, and they said, hey, you want to, this is James from Wildcard. Uh, James? I, was like, I, know. I, I got a good story about that. This is, this is where it gets, it gets interesting, because he says, hey, it's James from Wildcard, uh, are you free on Wednesday at this time? We'd like to have a quick chat with you. Nice. Um, if you could send a... Uh, a text to Pris at this number. Uh, That'd be cool. <laughs> Cheers, James. Okay. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> so James is like this other entity in the business. <laughs> so I thought Pris was a girl. Like a Priscilla <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, maybe it's a nickname for something. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's not a name you come across. So, so I came in. I came in here, and there was Jake and Alex on the desk. Right. It's like, hey. uh... I'm Joe, um, about to meet with... No, no, James told me to come and see Priz. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she saw something, I was like, sit on the sofas, bro, over there in a sec. I was like, I'm not going to correct him, that would be a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you James or Priz? Like, anyway, so... It's like Jekyll and Hyde, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Right, right, so, and then, and then Priz came, and they both, Priz, I had a quick chat with Priz and Alex, and they, they finally cleared it up that... You know, James and Chris. James and Chris. Chris James. Sort of. It doesn't yeah. quite work like J- that. James is like the the the, the adult, the yeah. non crazy slash yeah owner. professional toned down yeah. dude. Chris is the like black nail varnish yeah. wearing, yeah, for sure. Pantera listening yeah. enigma that you see in front of you most days. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So it started snowballing from there, so you came in, saw Priz, and then I guess it from the chat, and then they were like, okay, well, uh, we'll text you back. And then about two days after, like, hey, want to come into Shadow? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Mm. No, no, actually, to come into, to join the classes first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember being super confused, because they didn't tell us that you were, like, yeah. kind of, like, sort of, 
trial it Prospect. for the new coach. <laughs> and I was very confused because I thought, thought, thought you were a foundation because you and Alex did some one-to-one stuff to begin with. Then you were in my class and I was like, who is this dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it was an Ollie class and, it was like, and you like nailed it straight away. And I was like, who's this guy? And I was like, who's that guy that's been in my class? I was like, oh, it's a new coach. I was like, there we go. I'm like, so like, because the only other person I met was Jake. And that, that's mm. the only one I had, had chat with. Yeah, like Jake, you. Alex and Priz, that was it. Never seen Evie or Lore. <laughs> and I joined both Lores <laughs> and Evie's class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell us anything though, I don't tell us yeah. shit. Probably the best way to do it, just yeah. uh, <laughs> This was like when they, they first sort of started to open up again. So I'd yeah, only yeah, yeah. been, well, I'd been working there like three or four months at the time, but like, uh, we didn't, I don't think we really, well, I'd say we, because I was there, obviously. I don't think they really interviewed anyone other than Joe. Yeah, um, I remember chatting to them at the oh, time, yeah, and they found it pretty quick. No, there was, there was, yeah, they didn't was interview anyone applicants. else. There was applicants, and like, Prisa texted me like, "Ha ha, look at this applicant." I just yeah, <laughs> literally, there was a few people that like it didn't make any sense. They'd never done CrossFit or, yeah. or train or anything, um, yeah. and they were like, "What?" And he was like, "Why are these people?" But I guess you're the perfect candidate because you worked yeah, as a cheers. nutritionist prior to this, right? Yeah, yeah, I worked as a nutritionist and mainly doing. Uh, bodybuilding preps nice in in what capacity like sort of how many clients would you have how would it work five to six clients and yeah nice. solid ones and yeah. that's a, like a long term thing it's, a, a it's not thing. like a short term yeah because yeah. a full bodybuilding prep I assume takes a long time I, I would minimum four months yeah that's... depending on their physique to start with hmm. so one one guy I did you could say how fat they were to begin with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite, was quite chunky, but had, had a good potential, you know. So, in the end, it took him six months to cut down. That was a long prep. That's, long that's long a long dedication. Like, my prep takes, like, four weeks. I can't imagine yeah, doing four yeah, months yeah. of, like, strict yeah. diet. But it's different with bodybuilding, isn't it? It's so, like, it's not for a sport. It's like, you... When, when you're doing ollie lifting yeah. or powerlifting or crossfit you're dieting so that you can perform a certain way so it's, mm-hmm. it's just performance based but then when you're dieting to look a certain way not only that being judged by other people yeah. on the way you look with a set of criteria there's yeah. so much yeah. that then goes into the nutrition of that. it's very objective and at the same time subjective if you're being honest to yourself mm. yeah but that's how I got started and I, I was honest with, with Chris and Alex when I came in here that I haven't doubled much with uh Ollie, mm-hmm. but I would love to get into it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, straight in the deep end with that one, hey? Man, I was like, I got, I fell in love straight away. I'm like, this is where I want to go, and this is where I want to, where I want to be. And yeah, yeah soon after, I, I, uh, I did the <laughs> British weightlifting courses, and it was great. And hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to compete next year. Maybe. Yeah, man. Hopefully, <laughs> stuff like that comes back. It will. <laughs> it will come back. It's already come back. Good little segue. Yeah. Evie, you competed recently. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, so I did like a virtual weightlifting competition. It was Bucks, so like Uni Champs. Mm. What was Uni Champs? Um, uh, so a brief description of what Uni Champs is. I guess it's just all it's the uni like, students. Yeah, any uni student. So it's not age limited, which I would. So, so clock off could go open uni <laughs> <laughs> and just just clean up. Open uni in the UK. Like, uh, okay, sweet. So like half the people, like. In my in my category, there was one that was like your age doing a masters, and I was like, okay, so you've got two years on me, mm. so it's kind of which is it a, is which good. Is a lot. That's a good few oh, strength yeah. cycles, tech, all yeah, that stuff. Like sure. you, you and if they started two years like prior than your I age, quite lit, forward Ollie lifter. So I started when I was nineteen, mm. 
and most like successful ollie lifters really have started a bit younger than that yeah i mean yeah <laughs> nowadays like yeah. you go over to what china russia even america they're starting to, pe- to pick them young they're like, yeah. well it's like gpp camps man they're getting them just doing anything like running jumping lifting until they're sort of natural um talent you could call it like comes out so oh okay he's he's growing quite tall so we'll go this or you're a naturally bigger person so you'll be in this weight category yeah so we'll train you like this instead is this specific to weightlifting or they might no, like branch into different sports sport. so like GPP, general physical preparedness uh-huh. you take kids it's what they do with like it's supposed to be what PE in school is supposed to be you just like teach kids like, to like run jump tense. maybe lift yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah um there's all like GP like so you know wait is this does this exist in like everything. different yeah, countries this, this or what, what like most Soviet Union training camps were like when they first started, which is why they were such elite lifting. And then your natural sort of like, I say gifts, I mean like, you know, if you're growing to like six foot seven, you're probably going to be good at basketball, right? Mm. Whereas if you're right. six foot six foot two and you're a pretty hefty dude, you're probably going to be pretty decent in the rugby field or something like mm, that. Or like American you're, football if yeah, you're American position. You won't know that when you're young, but if you're prepared to do that, yeah, prepared yeah. for... Or if you're like, if you're five foot six, maybe stick them in ollie lifting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's the same thing. You're not going to be a point guard, mate, but no. here's a barman. No, that, that's, that's the thing. It's crack. kind of like, what are you interested in? And also, bro, come on. Man. Yeah, like... It's got to be realistic. You're not going to be a high jumper, but yeah. there is... But that, I think that's the beauty of strength sports in the... Um, it does accommodate for all sizes, especially Olympic weightlifting yeah. with um, obviously weight categories. That's obviously mm-hmm. going to dictate height as well to a certain extent. But you look at CrossFit, it's sort of like you have to be a certain size. Strong man, obviously, you, you have to be okay, yeah. superhuman. If you are ideally kind of like, I don't know, maybe like six foot just under. So you've got kind of the weight behind you and you can mm. also be really decent at mm. gymnastics. Like mm. I feel like if you're too short, you're going to lack on the strength side, theoretically. Yeah. Mm. And if you're too big, you're going to lack on the gymnastics side. So it's kind mm. of like... And just the time it takes to do reps. Yeah, exactly. And like doing a burpee when you're like mm. 100 kilos versus if you're like 75 kilos, it's yeah. take a lot yeah. longer. So, so the fact that there's no weight categories in CrossFit kind of does put a lot of people at a disadvantage. Yeah, in a competitive sense, you're right. I think for the everyday person, CrossFit's oh, yeah. almost like the perfect program for just your randomer. Like if you were going to stick them in... Or the way that we do yeah. it here... Like, I think it's the best introduction to stuff and then branch. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just yeah. like, it's adult PE, right? Like well, that's what I mean. Um, Josh Matsavon podcast, Josh Bridges always talks about it all the time. He loves it where he's saying, uh, you know, Josh, Josh Bridges, for example, is like 175 pounds, like maybe 70 something kilos. Um, but he has to go in a max snatch competition with someone that's 110, yeah. 108 yeah, kilos, yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's like I'm never gonna snatch as much as you. Just it's just yeah. a, it's impossible. He did make a good point. So well. yeah, well, Which he is made what they say to him. They're like, well, but then in all the running events, you'll absolutely destroy people. Yeah, but should. yeah, but then the point he made was there is no weight categories in running, which yeah. is true. It's true. Like they in CrossFit, there is this random little thing where we're gonna test a sport that has weight categories. Yeah. Whereas he was like, you know, throw a couple of muscle ups or a burpee or two, maybe, and do a heavy snatch. Well, He'd still lose if the snatch yeah, weight was heavy. Is, so this is what I liked about it, and I do agree with him. Where he was saying that, like, if you're gonna do a, a heavy lift, like you earn your heavy lift. Yeah. So you have to con- you have to complete a certain amount of things first, like technical skill or something like that, so that the big massive dude can't just come in and just snatch like fifty kilos more than you because mm. it's his like sixty percent. Um, <laughs> and like take max points because so in, in CrossFit in the CrossFit Games and stuff you win an event you get like two and a half grand or something like that so that you can literally 
rock up and just win that one event and yeah. earn yourself a decent bit of cash. Mm. Um, and just fail the rest and of it. Basically, you know, sandbag the it's rest true. of yeah, it. It's true, yeah, you've got to qualify that. Well, yeah, when we say sandbag, I mean that you're not going to, you ain't a sandbagger if you're at the games. But like, yeah, you can do it in the open, maybe. Yeah. Like, if but the you win money for the open. So. Oh, I'm sure, I don't know if you do part or of unless you win it, you, probably... you, you win event money, but you don't win money for the winning the Oh, I think it's the other way around. Right. You know, I remember Matt saying about it. Matt, as if I know him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh, That's oh, so oh, cringe. I hate it when people do that. So, left right. parents' house at 16. 16. What did you do? I'm going to college. Just okay. being a regular 16 year old. Pretty early to do that though. Is that normal in the States? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not normal. Uh, just a bit earlier. A couple of years earlier. So, forced myself to be more independent. Didn't have a lot of choice I mean, there, that's was that? Pretty young age to be like, oh, I need to be independent. Yeah. yeah his parents, did you miss the first bit? His parents oh, parents 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 went to Indonesia. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. so well, what did you study at college? So I did, uh, at first, I wanted to avoid all sciences degrees, uh-huh. so I studied graphic design. Uh, no way. No way. And I realized I suck. At <laughs> <laughs> I cannot draw for the life of me, so... And the first, like, That's first That's probably thing. a skill you may need. Did you not think about that before? <laughs> no, no, hear, hear me out. Because I love design. I love graphic design. I love photography. I did photography for a while. Um, Were you bad at those as well? No, no, I was really good. <laughs> I sold my, my camera for, to get married, basically. But that's oh, cool. my later, oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, that's a story. Wait, Joe, you're breaking my heart. That's true, man. That's true love, boy. That's Left that. home at 16, I'll sold my prize camera. Yeah. <laughs> but I can work out, bro. You're gonna start. I said I should Oh man. Oh, Just start a GoFundMe page, get your camera back. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Is it recording pa- now? Parents mm. midway in 16. Yeah, yeah. You did, did, did Alright, I did graphic, graphic design. design. Not really good. <laughs> because the first year of college is like the foundations drawing, this yeah. and that, typography. I love typography. But I suck at drawing, and I'm like, man. I will never be good at this. Like, yeah, I feel like that's a, that is one of those skills you're born with. I but, don't know. I think it's uh, practice as much as anything yeah. else. Mm, no, I can't draw stick men. Man. That's been like that, I can't. Yeah, yeah, but that you could, it's a skill. It's like skills. anything. You just put enough hours of practice into it, you get better at it. Mm. Mm. I have a pretty handwriting, but that's about it. Actually, no. He's I'm going to back him up here. He's got, now. he's got good handwriting. It just doesn't quite translate. Yeah, it doesn't quite translate to a big board yet. Little whiteboard, okay, got it. It's because skill, Evie. I will get better. <laughs> okay, so yeah. what led you to then? So were you training at this point? No, and then someone brought me to the gym. Ah. And then I realized, holy crap! Yeah. It began. Yeah. And then... <laughs> like basically, the first week I was so sore, but then I. Could, I swear in my head that I could see progress. Like, <laughs> what way. the heck, man? I look, I look big, like suddenly, you know. Just... Were you like a skinny kid or a chubby kid? No, just naturally. Uh, never really been skinny. Never mm-hmm. been chubby either. Just. Like you normal sports build. when you were I was, yeah, I played sports growing up. Mm-hmm. Wrestling and uh, basketball. Oh, wrestling! Yeah, sportsman. Are you freaking like me? Dodgeball and rounders, for God's sake! Uh, yeah, they... Don't bash either of those. <laughs> so, what does wrestling look like when you're doing that, like in school and in the states? Um, Sus. it's a lot more official. Not like you know WWE. You have. <laughs> yeah, you have... I know. That. <laughs> 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 it makes you to be like arcadeing people. suplex. <laughs> 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 Basically, it's a lot of training outside yeah. of schoolwork. Okay. So outside of 
you know, school hours, like you have to go to training and dieting sucks. Mm -hmm. That's why I didn't, I, it didn't last long for me. But, so I went to bodybuilding instead. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was like, holy cow. I, you know, I, I was training a bit, only a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, I, I'm seeing results. Okay. And then you some, picked it up kind of quick. Yeah. And someone noticed it, you know, like, hey, would you like to compete in bodybuilding? I was just, you know, three weeks in. And I'm Jeez. like, no I'm like, yeah, one day maybe, not now. <laughs> and this is a newbie answer, I know. But I said, I don't want to be big. <laughs> you know, oh, that's so, classic. Because, yeah. because at the time, uh -huh. my perception of bodybuilders are the, you know, like Ronnie Coleman, uh, Ronnie Coleman, yeah. Phil Heath, you know, those, those guys. Like, oh, yeah. no way, I don't want to be like that. I just yeah. want to be aesthetic. And then someone introduced me to Ziz. Okay. Ha! This is like the first, the beginning era of aesthetic looking people. Interesting. ZZYZZ. So, Z -Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, An Australian, Australian bodybuilder, influencer. Yeah. Oh, this is back in 2011. He did like uh, dancing. Uh, what do you call that? I forgot the name. Like, cast. Yeah. Uh, not house dancing. I thought you were going to say calisthenics. No. 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 Um, with even that, I was like, oh, like, wow. Like, <laughs> raving, what? Raving, that's the word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> raving, I forgot the word. Oh, you're thing. so innocent. Bless I you. just forgot, man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's All been right. a while, right? It's been it's so long. So he liked going raves and stuff. He likes to go raves and, you know, work out, train, go to raves. Work out, know, play out. And pose, like, you know, aesthetic looking. Like, oh, maybe I can look like that. Yeah. And this is, this is where it started. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't look like that. <laughs> you know? I was gonna say, like, I'm sure his bodybuilding prep was just hard drugs. Surely, if he's a regular, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> and then, much. Yeah. Yeah. a year later, he died at oh. 22 years old. Jesus, oh. uh, that's your inspiration. That was my inspiration. But was it like drug related? Drug related. Oh yeah. shit! So he was like a real pilot. Yeah. So that, that started the kickoff era of like okay. Jim Shark. You know, ah. he was he was the first um, Jim Shark athlete. Oh, no way. To be sponsored by Gymshark Damn. when, I shouldn't call him by first name, when Ben, the CEO of Gymshark. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> good old uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Put out, put out his, you know, Gymshark clothing yeah. back in, you know, mm. in his garage. That brand has come on a long way. Has yeah. it? Just so still like, a little bit of a stigma going on. Mm, I'm yeah. not huge, but I don't like it really. As like an aesthetic, like their clothes and stuff. <laughs> but I do like the business side of it like I like anything yeah. like that started out there's loads of good for the industry I mean I was at the perfect point where the wave was like sky high like mm. everyone wanted Gymshark clothes yeah everyone wanted to get big be on Instagram and be a sponsored athlete and mm. have like their supplements and stuff like mm. the, the peak of like David Lade and stuff like that and I just like oh I think they did as, as they're now coming around and being like oh shit they like messed a lot of people's body images up right oh, they were wow. yeah. manipulate yeah. photos yeah. and all sorts man and like, a lot of their stuff fully unsure about the guy side of things mm. but for girls it is purely an aesthetic thing yes. so it's not practical clothing like for right. me I will wear leggings and like a bang top yeah. or like nothing form fitting but like the Gymshark have got like seamless skin type cropped like long yeah. seam like how is that practical in any way I guess it's for people who are just like doing the classic bodybuilding style training just commercial yeah, gym just like, the look, yeah. Yeah. if it's it makes the... you feel good that's great but it will make some people feel really shit yeah, yeah absolutely. so I totally get what you mean yeah. I just think it like they 
they over-sexualise their gym clothes no matter what gender you are. Mm-hmm. Like, all the men's like, vests yeah, and stuff back in the day. Yeah, I've seen you look fine from Gymshark TV. Maybe not things like tees and shorts and stuff, but like their, their the stringers, their skin-tight range. Yeah, yeah. like, they used to do the armoured range, which wasn't any different, but it was like the way it fitted your body made it like you had like abs printed on it and stuff. <laughs> Jesus. But it was like, it was basically when Marvel was big, they like oh, came yeah. off the back of that and so tried to make like you look like I mean, an American thing. I mean, they've got like a positive sort of like, they're, they're, so they're, they're marketing and their influences now mm. are a lot more diverse, which is great, but yeah. I think they've piggybacked off the back of a lot of other brands that are doing the same thing. They're like, oh, we're getting left behind here. It's hard to tell whether it's like a business move or a company actually cares with, yeah. with all they, of these fitness brands. When exactly. I see things, yeah. I'm like, do you actually give a shit here or are you just trying to make money? Business move. Absolutely. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a fuck. But it could be a bit of <laughs> like, but yeah, like no, they said, care about people who might not have bought their brand before. They want it's kind of like the damage is already done, yeah, though, right? Like, I'm not mm. saying you can't make a mistake and learn from it, but it's a bit like Gymshark. Like, mm. come on, man. Like, you built your There's brand on people being big, jacked good, like, males mm. next to like super skinny or mm. like well defined sort of females dressed in. Like Zoe Smith. That one like mm. a GB weightlifter, she's a Gymshark athlete. Yeah. But like that's as far as they've branched into that. That again is a business move. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. they just were like, okay, we've got to be more inclusive of sports, not mm-hmm. just like commercial gyms. Mm-hmm. So she's a sponsored athlete for them. Yeah. And they have some sort of like disabled athletes, plus side athletes, mm-hmm. which is great for inclusivity. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, I I mean I have like one pair of Gymshark leggings. The leggings are fine, but like some of their tops and stuff, you cannot get a plain T-shirt from Gymshark for a girl. You cannot do it. What they do don't sell them like, well, like, just a t-shirt. like this. Oh, they do not sell shit like that. It's like stretchy, seamless, skin yeah, tight, yeah, yeah, cropped. Yeah. I'm like, why do I want to wear that? I mm. don't. Yeah. I, that's I think that's the... No fun. <laughs> I like not even I'm standing still and posing, but when I'm actually lifting, well, it's uh, not sure. Yeah, how much did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this gym gets like bare walls. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. No, I want to dive isn't. into real quick because um, you competed recently. We were talking about it previously. Well, I want to know what probably let Joe get past his seventeen-year-old face. Oh, Should yeah. we do the past that? Wait, 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 wait. We'll segue into competing got, after, but yeah. Okay, let me make it quick then. So just your end of your body movement. So you just met the dude that's been like, let's compete. Yeah, yeah. Found your inspiration and the young guy. This is so when this is when I quit graphic design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to study something related related to fitness. Like, hmm. but I don't want to just do kinesiology. You know, just like range of movements. Mm-hmm. Quite boring, mm-hmm. to be honest. I want to do something that's that's super specific, but then super practical. I can I can use my skills to help people. Mm-hmm. So I found one program called Nutrition and Exercise Physiologist from American College of Sports Medicine and registered dietitian. I was like, holy crap, that is a mad course. But it's a five-year yeah. course. It's a long course. Oh, okay, fast. Jeez. So, so it wasn't like, like some Mickey Mouse thing that you sneaked no. in. <laughs> so I'm like, I could do that probably, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. With no background in science, I'm like, all right, let's try it. <laughs> yeah, in five years, you can build that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just so take it step by step. I applied. Um, a year later, I got in. I'm like, oh, not bad. So this is when, when things start to get serious because one of my uh, cohort, so uh, in in my program, mm. did WBFF. Um, it's like a bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Man? Federation. Federation. Yeah, but this one is like fitness and fashion. So interesting. So it, in in the same day, you pose as a bodybuilder, right. and then you go back into backstage and pose with a suit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I don't know. 
the weirdest thing. <laughs> so I was trying to then be like, oh, interesting, let's go forward with this one. But what? This Wait, so you're still bronzed up and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whose who shirt are you wrecking with all this fake time? This is so Bring big in the shirt. UK, though. This is so big in the UK. Really? Is it? A, a, I've never seen this. A lot of bodybuilders now, mm. and a lot of like Instagram models, or bodybuilder models, whatever you want to call it, Yeah. I could care less, they, they started with WBFF. Wow. Do you, know, um, do you know Ryan Terry? Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 I know Ryan Terry. Like, uh, I mean, we're best mates, obviously. I know Ryan. Oh, Ryan, yeah. <laughs> He's, Ryan. <laughs> He's one of the first UK uh, British uh, men's physics competitor that yeah, went yeah. to Mr. Olympia. Oh, okay. So, yeah, James got posters of him on his wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's I it. do not. He's honestly cast from stone. Like, you see the dude and you'd be like, fucking hell, man. His physique is awesome. Anyways, he started from that. So oh. he started with the walking, bodybuilding, and then go back in the suit. Uh, sorry, how quick of a transition? I imagine him doing like poly pockets. He just like had like a rubber dress. He's like. In it, I think like 20, 20 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, so you do you have So, what's the like the, the point of wow. that? Is it that, like, so, <laughs> what is oh it? man, oh, I've, seen you, I've seen you in your budgie smuggler and you look great, but can you wear a suit? Like, what? So, it's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's a great question. Like, what, what, who was sat and thought of this competition what? being like, do you not know be really do you not know be really hard if they couldn't wear a suit? <laughs> well, I know. That would do it for me. But hear me <laughs> out. This was back oh. in 2014. Okay. And 13, the start like the first boom, the era of aesthetic yeah. gym shark, yeah, fitness, yeah. Instagram. So it's all quite new. Is this Did all Instagram point? come out by this point? Yes, yes. Pretty early though, yeah. right? 2014, really early. Yeah. I yes. had one, 2014. I was pretty early on it as well. I think maybe 15, 16 ish. Maybe later. So, from there. From there, uh, I, I spoke to him and he was my. He became my coach. Uh-huh. So, because no, we started. Did you do the budgie smuggler suit thing? What? Did you do. Were you doing the suit modeling? No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, he was just budgie smugglers. I yeah, told yeah, him straight yeah. up that I want to do IFBB. Okay. Well, well, to get into IFBB, you have to f- uh, compete in NPC, which is National Physics Committee. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you go into FBB when you turn pro. Anyways, I wanted to do that. So he's like, okay, I'll help you, man, because I've, I've competed before. So this is physiology. Hmm. And we're using the knowledge we get and apply it on ourselves. Yeah, that's cool. So you like a self-experiment. Yeah. So that's basically what I did for my prep. So that's 2014. And I ended up competing in 2016. Yeah, I've seen the photos look good. Oh, thank you. Did you ever do IFBB? No, I have to compete like three more times, I think. Oh, And damn. that messes up with my mental health. For what I'm saying, Joe, right? yeah. you, you can look great in that budget small guy, but until I've seen you in a suit. I was going to say that. Hey, We'll pick, we'll pick back up post-2016 in a minute. Mm-hmm. Evie, I want to quickly jump to the competition prep for the recent yeah, bodybuilding yeah. comp because it all came up quite quick. I remember you had to drop yeah. weight and train and you were finishing uni. Let's go over those. That in quite well to both of you talking about prep at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You both studied it at the same time and did it at yeah. the same time. So. Yeah, You're almost sure. the same person. Pretty much, what? I'd say. No, so you yeah, do only through those. I've, I've, I've modelled them in budgie smugglers too. <laughs> Just budgie smugglers. I don't think that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Where you were doing that? But, I don't know. Some sort anyway. of street in Amsterdam. <laughs> so those few weeks had a lot going on. Talk me through it. Yeah, man. Um, so I there was like a two-week period where so at uni they'd given us some extensions for some of our deadlines and not for the some of the others because they were like timed things. Um, so I think I had like five or six deadlines in like a two-week period. Mm-hmm. 
So my final deadline was on a Monday, and then on the Thursday was that comp. Yeah. And then on a Friday I had an interview for a Masters, and then on Saturday it was a 40 miler. So that week was like, mm. like end of an era, start of an era. It was really strange, yeah. like what a week. Um, I think four weeks before they announced that the comp was happening. So I was mid like strength block, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to pull like Uno reverse card on this because <laughs> I I'm not prepared for this mm. at all. I think yeah. I was sitting like 67.5 kilos, mm. so I could have gone up, could have gone down, um, and I had to wait for uni to get back to me to see whether I could compete because basically it changed from like a British weightlifting uni champs, and they partnered with Bucks, so that's kind of like um, like a, the committee that sort of like runs all the sort of uni champ stuff it comes under books gotcha um so cov uni said we're not doing any books fixtures this year because of covid mm -hmm. we're not doing it um see you next year yeah. and i messaged and was like listen it's not like a it's like an individual thing can i do it, it took like about a week to get back to me and then they finally said yes yeah, so like three weeks from there so i'd already started kind of like preparing my body sort of like the week of starting to sort my my nutrition out start kind of dropping my calories and stuff but almost a little bit like on the fence yeah I'll, 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 I'll prep now so i can kind of like transition a little bit easier and then they were like yep yeah, you're in and i think i had three weeks to go from like i guess at that point i was maybe like 66.5 67-ish mm. to get to below 64. um and peaking yeah mm. so then i had to like redesign my program so yeah. i had to switch from like the high volume stuff like high intensity stuff to um i think i changed to sort of like pretty low low reps high sets and then just like peaking like that um yeah so i had to and i hadn't written that block on my program yet so i had to right. write it and do it mm. and it was kind of just like a wing it thing, yeah i mean but i don't know what it was like finishing uni um i wouldn't have liked to have done that a in a calorie deficit mm. and b prepping for a strength event like yeah. that's pretty intense to be fair it was and you intense, pulled it out the but... back you really did you smashed it oh thanks man but... it was cool it was cool when we were in here and it was like the combination of a few weeks of like intense work mm. obviously it's mm. the combination of a lot of work prior to that but certainly mm. a few weeks of like a lot going for on for sure to pb came yeah. out, cracked it out and then you got first at uni at the same time right yeah so i finished all my modules with the first um so that was awesome but i would I, mean, I said to a few people, it actually was a lot easier to cut this time than it was last time. So I competed pretty much this time last year as well, mm -hmm. um, maybe a few months earlier. Um, it was a lot easier to cut this time because I had so much else on. It wasn't just, um, yeah. it wasn't just cutting. So I wasn't obsessed with it because I'm like, I have right. so much other stuff going on. I cannot focus on this. So it, it wasn't a big thing. Do you feel like in a weird way having everything go on at the same time? could have sort of helped each other like because yeah. you were so focused on a task anyway it was like right we're just focused on yeah. this whole thing now for sure and, and it, it really it helped my like i guess it kind of helped me with my uni stuff as well because like, when i get stressed i eat <clears throat> yeah and, right. and i didn't have the option to do that so i was like okay i can't distract myself by eating guess i'll do my work <laughs> there wasn't a lot of options that's a pretty for good it way. i mean yeah that's a good way to deal with it but i can mm -hmm. certainly see how it would have been difficult in that if you weren't able to channel it in that way, yeah, you may have just been like stressy yeah. and overstressing about not making the uh, comp. And, yeah, yeah, that I guess that thing. was the thing. Like, what kept spurring me on was like, if I don't make weight, I can't compete because mm, I don't yeah, know what the track right. was with like the virtual comp thing. Mm -hmm. 
if I don't make the weight for the category I've applied for, in a normal comp, if you don't make weight, you just go up a category and they just yeah. move uh, you up into the next category. And you just get smashed. Literally. <laughs> just, yeah. Literally, and there's some people that are like, what, five kilos heavier yeah. than you, and they've been prepping and working that, that way. And, come down, yeah. and, you, and you've cut for it. Ugh. Yeah, not ideal. And I was like, well, if I, I guess it'd be the same thing. I just weigh in a little bit heavier and I have to go into 71s. Okay, so it's which, not like the end of the world. Really. But I didn't know what the crap was. Like, there's no, there's nothing mm. really on like the virtual T's and C's that say yeah, okay. this is what this is what will happen. But I mean, I looked again the other day. I checked because I follow some of the people that had also um, competed in books. Mm -hmm. And a girl, I saw her lifts, and I knew she competed in seventy ones. And I saw her lifts, and I knew I lifted heavier than her. And she posted on her story the other day. She's like, "Oh, silver medal," and I was like, "Hold the phone, <laughs> silver medal." If I'd have competed in seventy ones, I would have won. No oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you should have got heavy. I should have gone. I should have gone up because I was so stressed. I was like, I just like, I don't want to be like go up where I'm not used to yeah. gaining like three or four kilos. It wouldn't help in three weeks. I should have just sat where I was. So your division is stacked. Then. Yeah, man. That's that crazy. Really, really mad. So the one that won yeah. in the 70, 71s, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, it was one hundred forty-five total. Mm. The one that won in mine was one hundred eighty-three. What? Yeah. And there's a what, seven kilo difference? So 64, 64 to 71. 71. Not quite six kilo? No, no seven. seven. Kilos, yeah, seven. Mental mass is not the one. <laughs> it's been hard for an Ollie lift, a lot of mass, don't it? So many percentages. I know, man. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's just, I think it's just, I mean, I'm glad I was in the one I was because if I'd have gone in the 71s, I would have won. If I'd have gone in the 59s, I would have won. 59s was a stretch. Yeah. Like, oh, to God, cut down to that, that would have been horrific. What, like, 8 kilo drop in 3 weeks? I would have oh, died. That would have been Water cut or something? Yeah. Oh, no, not the one. But, um, there was only one person in that category, and I would have much rather come middle of the category I was yeah. in than win, because there was only two people. Do you know what I mean? Ah, oh, that's cool, though. Yeah, so, it's... I think you were on the desk when I sort of, like, had, like, found, like, found out the results, and I was like, I'm kind of disappointed by it. Because I worked so hard, but mm. there's an I, but I wouldn't have been able to make up the weight. I think there was like five or six kilo total difference, and I, I could not have gone any heavier than I did. Yeah. If I'd have hit seventy, I still wouldn't have made it. There's only two kilos on my snatch. So I still wouldn't have got any higher like places yeah. than I did. But so it kind of was disappointing with that. But also, like yeah, I remember, like right at the start of lockdown the third one, like in January, mm. I remember you messaged me and you were like, oh, how's your training going? And I was like, I'm not going to lie, mate. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot's happening with it. And literally yeah. that week I wrote my programme. Nice. And if, yeah, if like, someone sure had checked we were... in, I would have just been like winging it and wouldn't have made I remember we were talking because we had started sort of programming for ourselves in here because yeah. nothing was going on. So everyone was like, right, let's guinea pig some programs on ourselves yeah, yeah. to see what's working. So yeah, I remember just on the wind being like, oh, I wonder what Evie's up to. Um, not a fat lot. So, interesting thing there about where you came. So when we had Wes on here, we spoke about his goals with competing, and he said he doesn't he doesn't care about where he places. He's all about the total. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's probably completely true. I don't you know maybe there is a part no, in that's, that's like true. I'm sure there's a part in that's like oh, I want to win as well. But anyway, he could say that because well, he's winning. Though. When, yeah, yeah, when you're winning, winning, you don't like, have to care when you place. Yeah, you're fucking winning. <laughs> This is true. And it's guaranteed. But he did, he was pretty strong on the idea and said he's always been this way that he, he's out for his total, he's trying to beat himself wherever Where's he places. Super wherever he level places. Headed, man, so. Where do you find yourself on that scale of caring? Um, I think it takes me a while to. And as, if, because I had to wait like a week and a half for results, mm. so I competed on the Thursday and they didn't close the 
deadline thing of submitting till the following Wednesday. Okay. And then it took another week for them to release the results. So I was waiting for like a week and a half, mm. um, nearly two weeks, to get my to get where I placed. And then you kind of think about it and think about it and think about it. Like yeah. if I'd have got the results on the day, I'd have been like, right, super pleased, like really proud of my achievement. Yeah. And I had some reference where other people came. So on the platform where you upload it, you can't see anyone else's lifts. Mm. So it's kind of like a waiting game. Like so I didn't know whether it was know. just going to be me that had entered or whether there were people that absolutely smashed it, which there was. Mm. So it's kind of like, a, oh, am I going to like do really well? Am I going to be absolutely like, like embarrassed by this? Like, but That's interesting because the dynamic usually of weightlifting competitions is like there's a little bit of like chess involved right where like you see someone goes for an attempt mm -hmm. and you, you do the maths and the total right I need to hit this and then yeah. that or I can pull back here and push there sort of yeah. thing um, but you don't have that when it's a no, metric problem you just have really, to really strange. you just have to hit like, your lips that's yeah strange. exactly it's almost like a crossfit style of doing a weightlifting comp you know yeah. I mean? where you're just in the dark you don't really know what's going on yeah but that's cool I think it takes the stress away I think you have numbers that you oh, wanted to yeah. hit and hit the fact, yeah, I'm not one of those people that performs well under under stress. Interesting. I'm very nervous, very panicky. So like a lot of butterflies, kind of everything flies out of my head, and can't imagine that. Like in the first one, yeah. in the first one point six out of six. So clearly it doesn't affect me that badly, but I get like shaky and everything. You're so, just nervous, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I did it in here, speak with you guys, where I felt comfortable. Yeah. Was a lot better. That's good. Um, not great practice for future comps. Mm to get into that but no but I think like I remember saying to you when you found out you got fourth on the desk I referred back to that conversation we had with Wes where I was like fourth place third place seventh place you beat me both lifts yeah in four weeks in a prep literally and in the most awkward circumstances ever yeah you put numbers on top of your previous best and I just think that's like the best thing to take away from that yeah. and I think like there's always enough competition. Again, I said that to you when you got when you had that little injury. I was like, as long as you're bettering yourself every time, it doesn't really matter. And yeah. like, you'll always learn something from that competition now and be like, okay, what could I do better? I could probably not do it whilst finishing uni. Yeah. And ideally, <laughs> I would have more than three weeks to prep. That's a Imagine one. what you're going to do. If you can PB under those circumstances, imagine what you're going to do when you've got more than ideal circumstances. Mm. But that's... Mm. You know, that's True. real, man. And that, that's what, you know. in, um, talking to you on the desk, like, it kind of did put everything into perspective because I guess you just had, you guys have just done that podcast with Wes and I listened yeah. to it and so I kind of had it in the back of my head and you just had to kind of reiterate it to me. You're just like, but look at what you didn't. Ollie's is, is very individual. It's, yeah. like, it's not like kind of a football match where yeah. there are yeah. other factors at play and like there is literally nothing more I could have done on the day to improve any of the lists no. I made. So no. then comparing myself to other people that might have had different circumstances exactly. that might be in the first year first that, place like, rather than third year doing a dissertation the first place could have had she could have won that competition and she could have had the most ideal circumstances in the world mm. you take fourth under the most unidealistic circumstances mm. in the world I mean everyone's at uni doing that yeah, thing so. but you don't yeah, you, like, know, you, you don't know, know that do you so you can't mm. like if she's at uni but at home with a home yeah. gym like, yeah. you just don't know she might, it's like it's just, mm. she might not be her coach because you're your own coach that's a massive yeah, yeah that could be a disadvantage to, in some respect so mm. you have to manage like, your own self or do you like writing your own program and doing your should own thing should there be a red light on that uh, oh yeah oh, no worries no. Um, carry on yeah um I have thought about getting a coach. Mm -hmm. I sort of had a coach um, in like a loose sense of the word um, when I sort of first started and going into my first comp. Um, 
but I think I actually go a lot better by myself because yeah. I know myself, I know what works for me and as a coach I have that ability to um, figure out where my lifts are going wrong because I made a post about it, I think the yesterday before um, about sort of like filming your lifts and like all the mm. different angles so like one of my lifts looked fine mm -hmm. from one angle and then I filmed it from a different angle from the side on and I was jumping back and I was like, okay, cool, I can fix that. I know how to fix it. Yeah. So as as a coach, it's not the end of the world to not have a, I mean, to get higher up. And I think if I, I mean, I don't know about qualification totals for this year, hmm. but based on last year's, I think using the books thing, I um, qualified for at least British under 23s, possibly English seniors. Um, so if I was, going like towards that I probably would hmm. um, someone that's just a little bit more experienced but yeah and I think it takes the stress off of like having to put yeah. down for yourself and stuff mm. you just you just come in and sort of trust the process it's I difficult... do like having that autonomy though being able to, yeah, to know myself difficult relationship though like if you don't get the right I would imagine for, for a sport like that you know that coach isn't there just to sort of take that stress off your hands like you're almost putting your result in their hands a little yeah. bit and I think like when there's only two lifts, and if they are coaching you differently to how you would coach yourself, like it's, mm. you know, it's difficult because you can't really try before you buy with a coach. Like you kind of have yeah. to give them at least one's one preps worth of competition. Mm. And yeah, someone think, who you trust as a lifter who's had a coach, then yeah. you're more likely to go with them. Yeah, I think as well, like you, being a coach, you'll know what you're looking for. Like you'll you'll want to probably find someone who coaches quite similar to you. Mm. Yeah. So that's a bit easier. But and I think with me, like, I know myself, and I know that I just complain straight up. Like, <laughs> of, like earlier, like I was, you said earlier, like I was here like so long. Mm, you were trained for a long time. Yeah, so I had like, so I only did three things as well. Mm. And like, I saw now, okay. like, I know I hit them and I know I had enough stimulus to work mm. on stuff while mm. improving my strength and stuff. Whereas I can't, it's putting my trust in someone, like you said. Mm. And building that relationship with someone, it might take a full cycle for them to understand me mm. like I do. So it's like it's almost like I don't want to go through that process. I just want to like find someone and like link brain. This is how I function. This mm -hmm. is how I go through mm. cycles. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. I guess I could tell someone that. But, um, <laughs> it's hard to sometimes like um, yeah you know, be able to express that for yeah, them. For sure, it's, it's not the easiest thing. I think that's why Ollie coaching. It's very difficult because, like you said, there's only mm. two lifts. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, for example, really. he's got a CrossFit coach at the moment. Yeah. And when you're coaching someone in CrossFit, it's pretty easy to find things they're not good at because we yeah. all have so much that we're getting on with. You can pick a few things. And it's not rocket science mm. on how you get better at handstands or pull-ups or your squat. Yeah. Like you can just pick a few things. Easy and development. You get results. Yeah, you get the low-hanging fruit with CrossFit. Mm. Whereas if you've got someone who's been ollie lifting for three, four years, and we're just trying to make incremental jumps at the snatch and the clean jerk. It's a delicate balance. Mm. It's, it's hard. For sure. I think it's a lot more like there's a lot more theory and science behind it. Whereas a lot of people across it, it's quite like you say, it's quite straightforward to kind of turn someone from like a pretty newbie crossfit to like relatively good. You just get them strong. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you've, especially if they're like, we always talk about my brother. But once you're at my brother's other way, it's pretty strong conventional lifts. Mm -hmm. It's got not bad numbers for his ollie lifts technique wise is obviously massive improvement and some of it is needed but again it's, he's young in that lift yeah. he's not been doing yeah. those half as long as he's been doing the conventional lifts it was the other way around and 
it wouldn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as a coach, it's easy to look at perhaps myself and Tom and be like, okay, you just spend some time on that for a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be away, but you'll yeah. come up with the scoreboard. Trumps. Yeah. Hard to do that in lifting because if someone's already pretty advanced lifter, you've then got to get into some serious programming oh, yeah. detail and then, works. and then be like, okay, well, you know, your, your fucking snatch pull is way different to what I've been taught, so now I've got to learn how to do this and that. And mm. There is quite a lot of... There's a lot of, te- lot of technique, tech... Like discrepancies between coaches mm. and terminology as well, I think. Yeah. Mm. Like, mm. we were doing, I think in athlete... Oh, you were doing it. Yeah. Um, you were doing the athlete class, and I was training, mm. and Jake was doing the like snatch balance or like I push knew, press and snatch I knew balance. Snatch balance, drop snatch was going to come. Literally, this is, and a... like, and then, and I watched you do like one with like forty kilos, and it's like drop underneath. I was like, mm. dude, you can dip on that one. And, like, mm. but some people, as a coach or being coached, mm. the difficulty is if you're not here, like if you're doing online coaching you have to wait for someone to send videos mm-hmm. for them yeah. the, to, for the feedback to come oh by yeah. the way you've done that wrong mm-hmm. by the way this is this is and while we're here like we wouldn't, I wouldn't don't, I wouldn't it. be able to get my yeah. own coach which is why I think that's a great thing that you were going on about the other day about filming lifts mm-hmm. if you film your lift watch it right there if you get yeah. good at critiquing lifts yeah. and if you're honest with yourself you can be like oh sweet like, this yeah. is how we fix it and like as a coach like we often send me a lift like if they were doing like an individualized programming like we offer or like one-to-ones or mm-hmm. like having me as a coach, mm. literally like always on my phone. So you can literally send me a lift <laughs> while that? you're doing oh, your set. Yeah. TikTok grind, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> like so, like you literally send me a lift. I'll reply. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Mm. <laughs> try this. Try mm-hmm. this. Uh-huh. And for the next set, they can work on that. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of which, Joe, no. you have so. You were bodybuilding, prepping and stuff before. Now I've been at Wildcard a little while. Okay. When you first started, we had like two freaking lockdowns. And so it was like, uh, oh, let's start coaching. Let's get your first class. And then first day happened. literally the first class, they went, okay, now we're going into like a 12-week <laughs> lockdown. So, uh, brilliant. I, um, literally, I just got my hours. Like, okay, I, they told me, okay, I can coach this day, this day, this day. Yeah. Announce it. Lockdown. Uh, so <laughs> brutal, man. But what I was saying, what I was going to lead and say was, how have you found this sort of style of coaching and like what's your what's been your sort of like uh highs and lows of it like what do you find different stuff like that mm, i love it uh so i'm coaching do you do a variety of classes, variety of classes. You don't just do athlete, athlete build hmm. engine and sweat mostly yeah. and man i love it i love it and it's just uh it may be intimidating at first, but you ha- you build that connection with the with the members, mm. and once you build that connection with the members, they trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust them with their lifts, and it's just I do I have fun. Yeah. I have yeah. fun yeah. in my coaching. You yeah. have to. You've got to. Coaching element here is so much fun. I love yeah, it. it's a great I, I always make jokes at them, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm sometimes sarcastic ones that they wouldn't get but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah that's always like, great is that one more set like yeah one more set you know even even if I put four <laughs> in the board but I made them do five yeah, yeah. is it one more is it really are you joking <laughs> you know I'm just joking that's a very realistic laugh yeah that's a very like a real but yeah I, I love it I love it coaching especially building that connection with the members it's, it's really Mm. It's it's 
it's not tiring. It's it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, it feels like that's the thing. It doesn't feel the, like a job. The best, I've always said best, that yeah. is it it brings the best out of you. I yeah. think in terms of like character, like I always find if I'm in a good cycle coaching, I'm like my most friendliest. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm happiest. I'm good with people. And then yeah. when I found when I was in like nine to five office work and doing other things. It, it brought like bad sides out of oh, yeah, because like, I've, you've not got that like, fun element of your life mm. so other things sort of creep in but when when you really do enjoy what you do and you enjoy mm. coming to work mm. it's a mm. life is a different ball game absolutely it changes yeah. it really, and having seen both sides now i think you realize like how important that is yeah. not even how important how essential that is like mm. it is pretty much in my opinion the only thing that matters absolutely yeah mm. yeah so 2016 We've just finished. <laughs> we've just finished competing. Actually, I have a pretty similar story to Evie because oh. as I was graduating, mm -hmm. I was competing also. Oh no! Damn, so we are the same person. <laughs> May, <laughs> May 6th was my graduation. Yeah. May seventh was my uh, competition date. Damn. Damn. So, I shredded in that gown, man. I was going to say. Going to say. When I said see you in a suit, maybe that's the next step. <laughs> You get everyone doing a bodybuilding prep, and then we'll be like, how good you look in a gown, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's there like, give me a I can show you my picture. <laughs> I look super skinny, because like, everything my skin oh, was. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. But I felt great, I was like, hey. <laughs> what uh, weight did you compete at? Yes, so, um, I wanted to compete at first at light heavy, which mm -hmm. is medium weight. Okay. So that'd be light heavy. Just fucking say light heavy medium. Wait, it's UFC. You got to fight on something. So let's yeah. go like uh, what's it called? Not featherweight. Anyways, extra light or something. I forgot. And then, <laughs> what kilo? Five percent fat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then light. And then light heavy. And then heavy. Okay. So, <laughs> I, still don't, I still don't know. Like what weight? Yes, yes, like. yes. So that's uh, all I want to know. Light was hundred forty-five pounds to hundred sixty pounds. Okay. Bro, don't know pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah like fifty so to sixty-seven kilos. <laughs> it's two point two, but I don't know if my math. Yeah, so it's about it's about fifty is between fifty and sixty kilos, I think. Sixty kilos, I, still I think. Don't know so, how heavy yeah, you are. I don't know how heavy you are. So that'll be sixty-seven kilo, sixty-six kilo. That's to, what you compete at. No, no. Oh, okay. that's a low category. Sixty-six light. to seventy kilo. So okay. there's four kilos in that. Okay. Okay. And then the little, next one's a little bit off. And the next one is another four kilo. So mm -hmm. seventy to seventy. So what four. John would that be? Sorry. That'll be light heavy. Light heavy. And then, then go seventy, whatever. Seventy four. Seventy eight. Seventy seven. So you. So you have a different weight category every four <laughs> right. kilos. So as I was prepping, I was ninety six kilo. Oh shit, gains, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, I was pretty big, and I thought, ah, I'm gonna compete at eighty. I thought, I thought at 80 kilo I'd be shredded. Oh. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. You lose 16 kilos, you'd expect it. No? I mean, That's yeah. what I thought. And I, com I, I was prepping. I hit 80. I'm like, I'm nowhere as near as shredded as I want it to be. Right. And I'm far off. I'm like, you know, three months, uh, 12 more weeks ago. Sure. So oh. my shot. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I really can push my body that far. Yeah. So I keep, I keep going, 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 oh, going. That doesn't sound fun. And then I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm at like 71, you know, about about one week, one week out. Right. So all we got to do is drop a kilo to be in that. So, I was thinking, right, because I've already signed up here, and then I saw the competitors list, 
and I've just been stocking them, you know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Are they As big? you do know. Yeah. How much do you bench, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> Are they big? We don't bench. How much do you lap pull yeah. down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you light middleweight, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <are you? laughs> Anyways, I thought, oh man, I may have a better chance if I come down to 70. Literally the max limit for the lightweight. Okay. Yeah. There's just one more kilo. So that's 26 kilos in total that you ended up yeah. losing. Bro, that sounds like a person, that's... like a child. Is it? Right. <laughs> yeah, this just is a child. Given birth. Yeah. <laughs> Two and six year olds. Jeez, man. man. Yeah, that's rough. That's I went, nice. I went down. Uh, I don't know about Charles' size here, but my waist size was 36. Yeah. I went down to 28. Oh. Jeez. Like, literally, this skin. How long was your prep? Uh, 20 weeks. So, five months? Five months, yeah, five months. I can do maths. Nice, nice. Yeah. quick maths. Um, anyway, so my graduation, I was in the gown in the morning. Straight after that. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Were you wearing budgie smugglers and just the gown? Did you just whip it off and shirt and stuff? I was wearing a suit underneath. Done all that hard work. I know, literally. No, I'm pretty. Do you get confused and start posing on the graduation <laughs> stage <laughs> instead? Imagine that's the graduation. Graduating with the 2016 class. Joe Nutrition's episode. Boom! No, 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 I didn't do that. That would be so sick. <laughs> but, <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> that evening, I had to, to do my tanning. Okay. Oh. Talk oh, me through that. Man. I want to know everything. Yeah, this was the most embarrassing uh, moment in my entire life. Are you like, so are you like living alone at this point, right? Okay. Are you living by yourself at yes, this point? Yes, yes. I had flatmates, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, or housemates. Bro, can you come and tan my back for me? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, I, I hired a professional, so I went to... Yeah. Naturally. Good job. Sorry, that's, that's, I wouldn't know how to. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is my first ever competition. So I that evening, I went in flip-flops, loose clothing, you know, pajamas, ha, strolling in. I thought it'd be like, you know, the, it'd be private. And I would hope a guy would do it, you know, spray on me. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, I wouldn't mind, I don't think. <laughs> Not in that way, but I just don't think. Mm. Or, I, just, I just wouldn't mind. I, I, I don't care who, who would that be, right? Okay. The, <laughs> the moment I walk in, I'm like, okay, you know, take your clothes off. Okay, that's fine, normal. Everything off. Oh. Literally Damn. butt naked, right? I'm like, Holy cow! Okay, Were you in like a little back room, or you like dead ass? So it's like a little, um, like... little tent, right? But no. with the front side open. I mean, obviously they're not going to get in with you. Exactly, exactly. Tan themselves. No. Oh, her. so at first this old older lady came. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. I feel comfortable. You know, I've talked with her a bit. No worries. She can do it. No uh -huh. worries. And then this young, attractive girl came. And now she's my wife. That's how I met your wife. What an origin story. That would be brilliant. She just she literally was like, she was like, she saw the abs, she kept going south, and that was it, man. And then I was like, what the heck? And then you like, bend down, Goodness. Literally everything, man. I was like, this is the most. Where did you go? Why are they judging you? Why are you spraying you're, you're like, asshole. Yeah, you're very budgie smoking. Like, like, I don't know if they need Is, it, is this that. normal? Am I supposed to be bent over right now? <laughs> it looks like a weird tanning tool. It's just like this this big long tube. <laughs> 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 you're supposed to be so close. 
this is oh, this was the most uncomfortable like <laughs> thing I've ever done. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was like, holy macaroni, man! I'm not doing that ever again. Yeah, if I'm doing that, I'm doing it privately, like my wife or someone. You know, I, yeah. I feel comfortable. With. Were you with her at that point? No, I haven't met her yet. Oh, but we will get to that. Yeah, we do want to get to that. <laughs> and uh, oh my god, yeah. So I came back super dark, three coats, um, only one coat in the face. Okay. Um, three coats in the body. How long did that take to come off? Uh, two, three, a week maybe. Totally off. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Did you have um, to do any like, like go anywhere, like to work? Looking no, that no. stupid. At, at that point, I was graduating and I didn't have any work. Oh, fair. So you just yeah. stayed inside after that in shame yeah. of not a mahogany tree. But leave me alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he's in the peak condition of his life at this point, or, or ideally, ideally, anyway. Yeah. So, it's like, so 70 kilos, I waited the next day at the comp, um, waiting in the morning, just made it to six, uh, 70 kilo to the dock. Nice. So, so could you have adjusted your category as well on the day, if you needed to? Yes. But if I went heavier, yeah, yeah. I would have gone light heavy, which... It'd be peak going in at 70.01, right? Oh, yeah. And all, all so the competitors are like 60 Gone from the heaviest, like, yeah. Ooh, gone from the heaviest to the lightest, that would suck. Does the criteria change with each category? Like I know in some like physique versus like fitness or whatever. No, I, I, did, I did full bodybuilding. So there's uh, many divisions. There's men's physique, uh, which is with board shorts, ah, like right. surf, surfer. So you ain't got train legs, basically. Basically, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's what yes, they do. I joke. I love training legs. They're so much fun. <laughs> I got big legs anyway, so. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Don't <laughs> um, so even. Don't need to train legs. He was done. Yeah, he was done. I never trained. Yeah, you legs. were born with those. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I did. What's a leg? <laughs> the other side of my arm. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was pretty cool. You know, bodybuilding. Yeah, I can imagine it's hmm. not anything that's ever attracted me in terms of competing, but I mm. find it fascinating. I just, guess. Like, the hardest thing is the posing. Oh really? Man, I cramped up on stage, man. Oh, my back yeah. was cramping up. Because like there's a sore. certain way you got to do everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I practiced about an hour a day uh, posing. Jesus. I just never got that far with it, man. Yeah, because you did it for a long time. I did it for a long time. I did it from like 16 to like 22, When you say you did it, do you mean just like training in that way or you were like, oh, maybe not? I trained in that way and like looked at, so in the UK you have the NABA. Mm. So like the British version, so National Association for Bodybuilding. Mm. Um, I looked at competition. Amateurs. So oh. National Amateur Bodybuilding oh. Association. Right. Um, I know I said it wrong first time because I'm a pro, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's why you never I know, I know, I know the NABA. That's that's why I just said that. Um, yeah. So I looked at competition that whilst at uni as well, but I was like, I knew a guy at uni who was competing at the time, and like we got. When I when I got there in first year, I like quickly found out there was no like, um, no like sports teams I really wanted to join that much. Like I looked mm. at the American football team and I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. But I'd done such a long stint in rugby beforehand. I was like, oh, kind of a bit sick of it. Mm. Um, there's this guy there called you should, well, you would now call him ironically Big Steve. Um, but at the time, he was little Steve, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we what both like Steve? we both like weighed the same. Did he like, go through a period where he was just Steve? No, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was light heavy Steve. 
so we go there and I, I like met him because we both joined the only bodybuilding gym in Worcester which is called Legends Gym ironically they're always called Legends Gym Standard. it's like gritty like imagine the best part literally imagine Ronnie Coleman gym like just mm. like, a hole full of like two two like Rottweiler dogs yeah. that like like you don't even really I didn't pay membership for like four and a half months because they just didn't have a membership system so I paid 20 quid on the door and then I was like <laughs> if you're not going to ask me I'm going to keep, keep turning up bro <laughs> so I didn't pay membership for like four and a half months in this place and then they they got a thumb scanner and they scanned my thumb and they went oh you, you owe membership and I was like oh shit here we go this is a 90 pound bill and they went so that's uh, 20 pound I was like alright <laughs> 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 four quid for like a year's training in this place wow. um, met Steve there anyway and we chatted about it loads like as and sort of when like we weren't in the same French group but like that's that's kind of how we met he was like Jurassic at this point right I was 18 and naive he was just Jurassic getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and uh-huh. then became Big Steve and I was like bro <laughs> man you're like 90 fucking kilos of solid muscle mass Sick. I'm over here grinding on 30 eggs a week getting like half a kilo bigger uh-huh. little did I know Big Steve wasn't oh. actually Big Steve he was Juice Steve yeah. <laughs> Juicy Steve. Um, See, that's dishonest. He should have wanted to get strong. Mm. And that that's what I was doing. Five... Call him Little Steve. You drove <laughs> him. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, and sort of like, I was half in, half out of the boat and stuff, but I got into bodybuilding and I ended up doing it for a long period of time. And like, it just never really got to a point where I felt the need to compete. I didn't really want to get in budgie smugglers. I think no, that was it. Did you fancy that part of it? Mind, ever. No. There was, the reason I like the narrow is because you, wear, you, wear, you can wear boxer shorts, you can wear like briefs. Nah, go it's a bit easier. If you're going to do it, and I, I just never got to the point where I felt like, big enough, man. Like you gotta get pretty, pretty big to like yeah. to go. Because I didn't want to cut down yeah. either. I didn't. I got in at uni at like seventy-two kilos, mm. and I was like, Christ, like I'd be a little widget if I was going on stage <laughs> cutting down to like sixty-eight. <laughs> You'd be light. I'd be tiny, man. And I've got long ass arms, and it just looked weird. I'd like some gangly. I'd be like trying to flex a bicep. It'd just be like a little pebble or something. Oh, so I was like, I ain't about that life, man. I, I was like playing rugby. I was like, I'm just breaking half. Yeah. Um, I did it for ages just for I had Arnold's Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding from like 1972 followed it religiously I yeah. fucking read that thing every single day followed his training programs Joe was posing for an hour Joe and was reading the, literally literally, 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 literally. Spot. don't worry about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I was um, I oh, went to uni <laughs> I was drinking in yeah this is it you, you, got, yeah. you guys never did that in shows yeah, oh mate no that, 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 that was half the reason I didn't go and do it properly anyway was because I was I spent like all of second year getting fucked up in fields but, um, <laughs> I went in because you live nowhere but fields so oh, I can imagine you had some big fields you guys need to come for a classic camp out He had a coach, um, his bodybuilding coach, I think, just stuck him on whatever. 
Like he was on something at one point to really basically like take all the water out of his body. So irresponsible. Basically, it sandbagged himself because he he tried to do a really long prep, relied on the drugs. Anyway, uh, this is what goes around relied on the drugs too much. I just had no abs. I literally just went with just a flat stomach. Oh, so he jacked as hell, That's but he just had no he, he had no ab definition because one, I don't think he trained them, and two, <laughs> that um, he just had to cut so aggressively that they just mm. pumped him full of stuff, and I, oh, I don't think it really um, Damn, it did do well. Him. His next competition after that, he did quite well at because. Eighty uh, something kilos body weight. He was obviously fucking massive. Hmm. Um, walking around at like a he's my bar height, like five, five nine maybe, five, maybe five well, ten. He's like one ten. Um, I'm too fluffy. He works at we worked <laughs> at all bar one together. Trust me, man. We worked at all bar one together, and this is how fucking messed up he was at the time. This is this was what put me off it. So I was third year at the time. So I was sort of coming to the end of it, doing more CrossFit here with Tom. Oh yeah. Because um, I've said I've been. In this place since 2017, yeah, 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 yeah. Every now and then, you, um, you see that jank, jank, yes. <laughs> He'd just be rolling around on the floor. I'm like, who is this dude? He kind of looks fit, but he's trash. Doing some dirty ass deadlift over on that platform where we didn't even. Have, we had the racks, we had the big cages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he came in all by one, and his dinner, his dinner was. You know how you get beef mints in a tray, and it's all like it's all like together. He literally yeah. just took it out of the tray. And I, I guess put it in the oven, oh. and it looked how it looked raw, but it was cooked. Oh no! And he just <laughs> picked it out of this Tupperware oh, and just no. ate it. And I was like, no. "He got no sauce on that." He's like, "No, man, pure protein." I was like, "That is my skin bodybuilding done." Oh, <laughs> I was God. like, "If that's what I have to eat to be 110 kilos of solid muscle, no, nothing. Literally nothing. He'd obviously just what, tipped it. He'd obviously just tipped it in the pan, waited for it to cook, put it in Tupperware, and took it to work." Bodybuilders are so janky like that. They feel like these like, things like, don't exist. Literally, like, fish in a rice cake. Oh, this <laughs> is where, 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 yeah, this is that's it. This is where dieting goes wrong. It can't be tasty, right? It has to be tasty to make it work, man. Yeah, like it. I mean, and that's why you need a, like a nutrition coach exactly. as well. Exactly, that's like, why I'm here. Bodybuilding coach. Well, this is what I mean. Obviously, is. That's a good segue. Actually, so we were talking about this on the way in when we think about like actual things that we wanted to ask you because usually actual things. This hasn't been the actual conversation. No, usually we just let things flow. This is weird, isn't it? And you touched on the topic of wondering what you both want to achieve here. So imagine, let's go like ideal circumstances. Um, so no more lockdowns. Yeah. Things go exactly as you plan them to in your head. What does that look like? Either of you can go first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to get you know at least a good number of people on my nutrition uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, ten to fifteen. Yep. On top of my coaching. Yep. Um, does coaching for you include like PT stuff, or you're not massively interested? Um, I am interested in PT, um, but I'm, when I say coaching in general, yeah, PT classes classes. And stuff, yeah, 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 foundations, whatever it is. So that would be ideal, and like we've talked about with um, with the coaches one time, well, having seminars. Yes, I would love to do that. You know, get a bunch of people and talk about nutrition. I mean, that's the best way to do it when um, the nutrition who works with most people in here. Yeah. Will previously did when he came in and did his seminar that's how it all kickstarted <laughs> this was something I went to so you, we talked about seminars during the last time when we did this slight nutrition thing um, I don't even know when it was either, but you were saying something the other day about like fat soluble 
minerals and micros and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. like and they then they water soluble and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, that would change people's games, man, because people don't eat enough veg as it is, but then they're probably like boiling the crap out of broccoli and ruining it for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Roast that's your veg people. Yeah. Trust Roast me, yeah. <laughs> so like that's Season something immediately that you two have got that other people need and there's you are you can bridge that gap. So that would be a good idea. Yeah, so for too. reference with that, yeah. mm. like different vegetables have different types of vitamins in them. Yeah. Okay. So if they're fat soluble vitamins or water soluble vitamins, the way you cook them will change whether the vitamins stay in the vegetable. Mm. So like with broccoli, they have water soluble vitamins. So when you boil the the vitamins would be there. Mm-hmm. So that's something that not many people would know about. No, so if you're nice absolutely, if you're thinking, all I've got to do to get fit and healthy is like chicken, rice and broccoli, but you're boiling the shit out of your broccoli, you may as well just not have the broccoli. No. Yeah, so okay. you're just effectively eating like, like some water in that broccoli? Obviously there's it's, like some, some like carbohydrate, I guess, in it, there's, fibre, but, but... There's not a lot going on in there. I'm not going to cells. Just carbs so, and fibre, really. Any yeah. other little nutrition bombs whilst mm. we're just on the... On the topic. Which one are you know, know, oh, How do I get? How do I get big? Sausage pasta. Sausage pasta and lift. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've never really struggled with putting on. It's like and the yeah, yeah. yeah. music. I've well, hard to maintain. I don't want to come back to what you two want to achieve from coaching. But I'm going to plug Joe a little bit because my nutrition like knowledge pretty much was limited by my so many years of bodybuilding because you just end up helping other people when you learn more and like Arnold's Encyclopedia had its own nutrition phase but it's from like 70s so it's like fucking 50 years out of date or whatever um, and you pick up bits and bobs here and there but a lot of mine is what you would call like regurgitative information oh, so same. I've just got it from yeah. someone else maybe read on it a little bit but I'm pretty much just regurgitating what someone the house has taught me kind of how knowledge is passed on anyway but there's no like formal teaching going yeah, on right, right. So we came to CrossFit and it was like, doing it for someone else, it's pretty easy to look at and see like, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. But like, doing it for myself, I ended up asking Joe, I think we both did to be fair, to be like, yo bro, can I, am I is this right? <laughs> am I being stupid? And like, that's like a massive thing. Like coaches need coaches too. And Definitely. your knowledge of nutrition, it, it sort of will apply to anything. And so when you look at CrossFit to like get good at CrossFit, you kind of want to gain weight and lose it at the same time because you it's want to gain balance, muscle mass, yeah. but you also want to keep your fat mass so low that you're not, well, you're just not heavier. Like, so you want to think like a runner. You want to be the lightest possible you can, but mm. also carry as much, sort of, enough fat and enough muscle so that you can still mm. shuck some you tin around. Don't want to look like a runner. You don't want to look like a runner <laughs> because no like CrossFit like these days is nowhere. No CrossFit is these days look like <laughs> prepping bodybuilders because they're huge, man. They're just jacked yeah. and like low body fat. So I was like. Bro, I can. I know how to build muscle or lose fat at the same time. Well, how do like, I do that? That's and like the constant debate, though, isn't it? Like, is it better just to do a muscle building phase then cut or do it at the same time? You can, but CrossFit doesn't train all for hypertrophy. So, like, if you're bodybuilding hypertrophy, you're going to build muscle mass and probably mm-hmm. lose some fat. But if you're doing like what we do, like Metcons, met, like so, metabolic conditioning, you're doing then aerobic conditioning, you're then doing I don't Olympic do weightlifting. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm so it's like. Ah, how do you get all of that into one package? And like, 
asked her a couple of questions, he sorted me out, dropped oh, me some tips. Likewise. Smashed it. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of knowledge since, here. Uh, since you helped me out. Mm. I do think with that with that little thing on CrossFit and how to train for it, my best gains in CrossFit have always come from either bodybuilding phases or strength phases. Yeah. It's never really when I'm, other than at the early days when I first started it, and you're just sort of improving by doing CrossFit. I've always made the biggest, I'm either gonna focus on weightlifting, conventional lifts, uh, bodybuilding, or like just, you just pick a part of it. Because mm-hmm. it is difficult to do everything to at once. To hit everything yeah. at the same time. Yeah. 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 Doing it for a few years, like yeah. it's just, you need a little bit more. I mean, strength takes so much time to build. So it's much time. And like conditioning doesn't really, like it mm. can come and go. So like, you depends. can try, strength it takes probably yeah. should take yeah. like a year or something. And then like, it's a whole finish life that cycle thing, yeah. and then you're like I want to get fit three months later you're fit yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so Evie let's yeah. switch on to you go back to the the way uh, you want to go so what does an ideal setup look like for you here when you're in full flow what, what do you think that looks like Um. so I've just graduated from nutrition and health so ideally some nutrition clients as well we've talked about like really <laughs> developing the nutrition side of things um, I think that would be a wicked team. Like you two paired up, like sort of as well. Yeah. Why don't you start business? Yeah. Hmm. But that well, would be well, like the world card nutritionists. Yeah. I can see that. That would be yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. Like a whole team. You're basically like changing our side. athletes mm-hmm. into yeah. these jacked, ripped superhumans. Like even just one of the even for that video we did the other day, mm. one of the members came up to me in one of the classes and was like, "How did you do that? Like, how did you do that?" I'm like. Nutrition coaching, babe, that's it. You've got to strike that balance between mm. people being like, oh, can you just tell me mm. a couple of things? And being like, nah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, so yeah, like, I'm not going to tell you a client of mine. Yeah, there's a fine line between when it is like a whole, like nutrition is such a lifestyle thing. I think it was in the group chat the other day, like our coaches' group chat. Like, this is literally fuel for you to live. Like, changing it from like food is something to make me perform, change mm-hmm. it, something to make me thin, something to make me gain weight. Mm-hmm. It's something for you to live. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't got that down, if you're like uh, eating takeaways and junk food and lots of like processed food, you are not feeling your best, you're not performing your best no, at mm-hmm. work, at the gym, I can in your relationships. So in- today, so my last three days since Thursday night have not been great. Um, <laughs> in terms of, in terms mm. of dieting and nutrition, training's been okay-ish. <laughs> and then today I was like, right, okay, I'll come, I'll come back and I'll, I'll train today. I'll have a good session. I'll get into it. Um, I didn't eat great yesterday, and I felt terrible oh, today. Yeah. If I eat just like a bit, if I eat more sugar than I, my body can handle, mm-hmm. and like more processed foods, I feel like it's like worse than a hangover for me. I'm yeah. like heavy and slow. Yeah. Lack of, uh, and uh, yeah, it just kills me off. So, yeah. So in mm. summation. I didn't train really today. <laughs> <laughs> I kick out sat on that thing. Diet <laughs> right, starts Monday again. Oh, yeah. bro. Well, Sunday like, is just changing, changing people's perceptions of it. Yeah, yeah. And I know I said this in the video that I did um, for the Instagram. Coach's interview is what she's referring to, by the way. Okay, Which I think for me and Priz are the only ones only left. Ones so one of you two's got to interview either one of us. I mean, I can do Priz. I get you sitting down for a couple hours every weekend. Just yeah, use, use this. <laughs> use this. Yeah, true. Yeah, this is what is for me. True. True. Yeah, and just like helping people mend their relationships with food because yeah, even yeah. from like with my degree I had like kind of quite a heavy focus on like the psychology of food and like, behaviour change absolutely. and also personally okay. like having that as well yes. and switching it from like sort of an emotional sort of state like I mentioned earlier with like I use it as like a stress thing a comfort thing and when I was cutting I didn't have that option I couldn't do that 
So I've been able to sort of like discipline myself to not do that. But it's not just, I feel like a lot of the stuff like we say in the gym, like oh, like, sort of it's, it's a discipline thing. It's not about, I've not got any motivation, you come and you train. But yeah, if yeah. you're thinking about, you're like literally fuel for life as like a discipline thing when you're not understanding why you are eating like you are and why you make the choices you do around food, you're well, just being disciplined, you're never going to change. Yes. So changing that like emotional connection with food into more of a scientific basis mm-hmm. is such a huge deal. It's such Absolutely. a tricky one, isn't it? Because like, you need food to live. So yeah. like, you have to have a good relationship with it. Yes. That's why I always think it must be so hard for people who have bad relationships to the point where they have like food addictions and they're mega overweight. It's not like an addiction with say alcohol or drugs where you can just kick it. Don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. You, you still have to eat. Like, so you, you can't kick the thing. You can't go cold You have to keep eating. You just have to change mm-hmm. what it is that you do. It has to be sustainable and balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people these days, it's so easy to get involved in the exercise side of things. Yes. So accessible to go mm-hmm. to a place like this, have some couple foundations, maybe get some one to ones on or something like that, and be pretty much set in terms of like okay I, I, all I've got to do is rock up to this class get coach and I'll, I'll get fitter mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like the ease, easy, easily accessible nutrition information is so filtered down from mm. what is actually what, you guys, what it's supposed what to be about that new thing coming out sort of segues off what you're saying you so, know on about putting <clears throat> calorie labels on this is what I did my diss on yeah, this is what I did my diss on let's go okay so doesn't fucking work from what I found um so, a part of so the 2020 obesity policy came out and said, ooh, <laughs> 2020 obesity policy says, there's, there's a few things they've put into place, sort of changes to advertising, changes to where sort of, um, sort of food on offers being placed, so like rather at the end of aisles, it's not going to be there, there's not going to be any like junk food next to tills and stuff, but the one I did my diss on is sort of mandatory calorie labelling in large out-of-home food sector establishments. So. Cool places with over 250 employees. So places like McDonald's, places like um, like big sort of chain, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like drop names in this, I don't think they're gonna be <laughs> combing no, through these. Um, so sort of making it mandatory for them to display calorie labels. Right. So all well and good, but what I found is that, so I based it on sort of eating behavior types. So the three eating behavior types, cognitive restraint, Emotional eating and uncontrolled eating. Yep. So from my sample, I think 45% of people were cognitive restraint, sort of dominant. So they're thinking of choices. So yeah, more restrained eating. Emotional eating is sort of using food as like a comfort mechanism. Mm. Um, or not even com- a comfort, just using that is linked to emotion. And uncontrolled eating sort of like linked to binge eating disorder. Okay. So there's sort of like no... like. Um, hunger and satiety cues and stuff, it's kind of out of control. Um, so people with a more restrained eating type are more likely to count calories outside of those, whereas the other two eating behaviour types, so 55% of people don't count calories. They don't oh, give yeah. a fuck, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, they, that's not what that's not what dictates their food decisions. Um, and that, yeah. And exactly, people that don't know how to do that and don't understand yes. what count calories and stuff is so and a lot of people don't count calories i think there was 30 percent of my sample counted calories so if you mm. if you use that as a population scale 30 percent of the country will not count calories not um like dictated by their eating behavior type mm. and that 
applied to sort of more emotional and like cognitive restraints so also linked to disordered eating so no, as an undergrad sure. I couldn't really go into like disordered eating and eating disorders okay. it was kind of a very sticky on ethics yeah um, yeah that's a tricky one isn't it but there's other research that's been done that has slated it to fuck because yeah, the people that are also so I found unrelated to eating behaviour types that like the question at the end was do you think and it was kind of like Majority of people said like agree, but on like a life scale, like strongly agree to strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. But when you separate that into BMIs, majority of normal weight people said they agreed that they thought it would be a good thing. Majority of overweight and obese people said no, it's not going to be a good thing. Which so is if, who it's if, targeting. Anyway. Who it's targeting yeah. that. Yes. So if those are the people that think it's not going to work, it's not going to help me. What is the point? Yeah. All it's going to do is trigger some people who yeah. are already really have a terrible relationship with food, who are trying to recover from it, what they can't get away from calorie counting <sighs> when it's being published everywhere. And this this is a big old thing. Calorie counting is a tool, not a solution. Yeah. You should yes. use that tool to educate yourself maybe for like a couple of months period at a time. Yeah. Just to get an idea of portion control, get an idea of like mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. of food. Like if you're gonna eat a Kit Kat for lunch, mm-hmm. then you're gonna be severely under some macros yeah, for that day. Absolutely. And that's all it should be. I used to have clients to track for like five years straight and I was like what are you That's doing and they were like but how do I know I'm not habit. eating well I was like yeah. you don't need to bro <laughs> like, like, you may see like and there are a lot of places already do it voluntarily yeah but so they'll put like at say like a coffee shop that does like frappuccinos or whatever so yeah. full of sugar there's no other nutrition content unless you search up on your phone there's nothing mm. else displayed all they display is a calorie number, mm-hmm. and that's been found to be the, mo- the least effective yes. of any type of calorie You don't format. understand what that yeah, means, you've got no reference for that, right? So, say something is 500 calories, so what? You don't know yeah, what mm-hmm. else you're eating in the day, you don't know yeah. what reference intake you're supposed to have. Nope. There's nothing Who's that says this is. So, there was a study that did like color coded, so like traffic light labels, which yeah, has yeah. been really effective in supermarkets, mm-hmm. which understandably for some places, like some um, mm. eating establishments, trying to work out the full nutritional breakdown is difficult, but would be so much more effective, or just like um, a color-coded scale, so like this is more than you should be having in a drink, yeah. like a reference value, like, yeah. a, like a little like, so like an emoticon or something, like a smiley face, little or like a color, literally, yeah. that's all it takes, and that has been found to be a lot more effective than mm. just a number on it in, its, in itself. Yeah. So do you and think that that's is, a better method, if we are going to start looking at like, when you're out at restaurants and ordering food and stuff, we are going to have some sort of they call it a nudge. Uh, I, I, would, I would be careful at doing that I think just, and the fact that there's nothing that goes alongside it, there's no um, like health promotion campaign yeah, that goes alongside this it. that says, this is what we're doing, it's a calorie count. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to count calories? Do you know why you should count calories? Do you know what how many calories you should be eating yeah, in a I day? I also just think, like, if you can't go out for a meal and just enjoy that meal for exactly mm. what it is you're having mm. you're having a burger with your mates you're having a having a drink in the pub and you end up ordering a pizza and you share it or a bowl of chips you share it if you can't do that without having it again on your mind you kind of just increase that risk of someone just getting so obsessed with the numbers mm. and I just yeah. think like look just treat it for what it is you've gone out for a meal with your mates just enjoy that so what you eat a few extra hundred calories or whatever mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, you're not going to know. But also, that's not the point of the meal. The point exactly. of the meal is to enjoy it. It's yeah. enjoyment, track, it's social, it's, it's yeah. like engaging with people. And like, if yeah, there's no... Yeah, so much more than and just I, the calories. And also, yeah, it's, keep it, keep it super simple, right? Like, if you are smashing five guys five right. days a week, it doesn't take a genius to work out that that <laughs> is not going to be good for you. Yeah. But if you have five guys once a month with like ten of your friends, I'm not going to be sat there putting that in my fitness pal. No. Like, why would the, you? The thing is, like you say that, but some people just will not know that that's no, not really good. But like, there's no real. I can't remember the last time I got taught about, like in secondary school. Yeah. I got taught about how to feel my body properly. It's like oh, five mm-hmm. days and stuff. Like when you're a kid. Well, this is. But what... there's no. There should be yeah. in sort of general curriculum. Yes. Like. Yeah. Cal- calories, macros, and everything. Oh, Even yeah. like food this... techniques. <sighs> Because like, you focus on how to make a fruit salad. I don't fucking care. Oh, I, I didn't know how to do my so body. Chelsea I buns. Be For like six years, I just made Chelsea buns. Yeah. And, like, Literally, and if there's no, refer- if there's no reference to well, this would be the easy way to fix understanding, it, right? then how are people going to know what that number means? This is exactly. the easiest way to fix it. Is you get in there when you're a kid, mm-hmm. and you... Like, I remember five a day, and I remember when I was younger, like... Things like, oh, eat your crust, it puts hairs on your chest. I don't know what the fuck that means, but like, those <laughs> things are so quite vivid in my childhood of like, yeah, yeah. you know, eat your greens, it'll get big and strong, mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. But there's no like, that's just like a colloquialism thing. Like, yeah. Um, I think if you're younger and you're, uh, and you just have like a basic idea of like, okay, I probably need around 2,000 calories a day, blah, blah, blah. If I eat McDonald's six days a week, I've just blasted 1,700 at the wall. Mm. You know, it doesn't, it's not hard math. Or even scrap that entirely and just say, this is why fruits and veg are so important. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't like it, eat some sometimes. Yeah. It's going to be good for you. Like, there's a study, of, or it's not even a study, so in Brazil, mm. they've changed their um, national kind of nutrition recommendations yeah. to avoid calories. It's like yeah. you're, they prioritise healthy eating. So, just, so their, 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 um, like, encourage, their recommendations aren't eat 2,000 calories a day yeah. it's make sure you eat like a balanced diet of mm-hmm. um, like fish or meat mm. vegetables unsalted nuts like um, pulses and lentils stuff like that and it's yeah. like making oh, sure you cross diet yeah, However, it's, it's... Brazil's fucking lit across it apparently <laughs> yeah. then like not gonna miss on them but 80% of Brazilians I'm just naming stats random stats mm-hmm. but most of them don't know what's good for them Hmm. So, I know this because I, when I was living in London, all my housemates are all Brazilians yeah. from Brazil, and they just moved to London for work, and every day they would be drinking Coke and be thinking Ugh. that's healthy. I guess maybe that's why they've changed the recommendations. Like, there's, there's, if there isn't a lot of like education about yeah. it, mm. the whole calorie referencing and stuff won't help. Olivia gave them, hey, you want you know, we were making food, you know, and they said like, whoa, what are you, what are you cutting? I was cutting. Mushrooms. And it's like, oh, what kind of meat is that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and I was cutting cucumbers, you know, mm. for a site for a garnish, and they were like, huh, I've never seen that before. So oh my gosh. try it. And they hated it. They're like, <laughs> what is this thing? It's not steak. It's not picanha. It's, it's not picanha. Yeah. Wow. Like, so is that like? A, I guess that could be a reflection on the whole country or just well, those individuals. Well, this, this is like, the same mm. thing. You look at like Jamie Oliver tried it, didn't he? School meals or. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen yeah. that clip where everything. he like grinds up like a whole chicken and says to these kids, "Would you still eat it?" And they're like, "Hell yeah!" He's yeah. like, yeah. 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 <laughs> literally. And it's like you need to you need to have a better mm. way of attacking that because mm. I don't know, man. That's chips like... everywhere. 
everywhere yeah. in and schools. And in schools, as well. Yes. And pasties and that's fine. That, that, but it's when like, I was at school, it's like just cookies, like yeah, garlic yeah, just bread like for cheap, bread yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, it's food. literally like, like cheap. Like, do you have an apple? Do you have like, like circle pizzas and Yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. Two of them. Like pizza sandwich. Oh, You know full well, I don't remember seeing a single fucking vegetable other than sweet corn at school. And even I know that sweet corn has about this much nutritional value in it. It's fucking 98% water for God's sake. But that's the thing, when there's other options for kids and the catering people aren't doing it from a health perspective, they're doing mm-hmm. it from a budget perspective, an economic yeah, perspective. It's not really cheap made food. Yeah, exactly. What's well, easy to cook shitloads of? I don't know why I did that. Yeah, well, so, that's so, what it means. And so you're you're giving these kids like go out into the wide world. So what do you have for breakfast? I probably didn't have breakfast, so I woke up late. Yeah. What do you have for break? I had garlic bread. What do you have for lunch? I had a chicken burger, and then I went home and I stopped at the corner on the way home. Yeah. Then I had yeah. chicken nuggets and chips for tea. They don't know any better because no. no one's ever taught them that. No, no. I spent a whole probably like six years of school in crisps, sandwiches, and a penguin yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah, probably too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was that was I legit. <laughs> yeah. I need me eating that on the bus to school. Yeah. <laughs> the lunch you just described exactly yeah. every day. Um, Turkey dinosaurs for dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was slightly above that generation. I can't remember what you stuff for dinners and stuff. I think my dinners were generally right. Yeah, to be I fair, when we were kids, we were probably dinners. But I didn't know about like mm. rice and meat and stuff. Yeah. You know the basics of like. Well, this is what I mean. I wish I knew. Just and I'd have been taking box oh, lunches to school. Oh, I made so many more games. Really if you think about like that. Just the protein in crisps, a sandwich, and a chocolate bar. Like how it makes me so sad. It makes me so yeah. sad to think, my God, I just deprived myself of growth for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Then you get to uni and you're yeah. like, why am I so skinny? Like, yeah. Well, I was training for two years before I went to uni, and I was the same fucking weight. Damn. I got obviously Chris I built some muscle. muscle. Yeah, I had to train to lose weight, man. I was wow. Well, I, I yeah. <laughs> See, I was like, I've been like, oh, I got changed. I remember the first training I did was, I guess, like the first exposure of a prep was I was going to Lake Garden with my sixth form, and Tom was like, "Bro, we gotta get you jacked." And we just we went to the gym. We used to do like rowing in the morning, and then I'd get on the bus to school, and then get on the out of the bus at school get dropped off at the skydome and go to that pure game yeah. I mean pure gym um, <laughs> and uh, we would just have it out with his mate he was called Tawando he was a pretty good rugby player now I think he's semi-pro nice. um, but we'd be like those rowers weren't attached to the floor so Tawando and Tom would be like racing and the rower would be moving across the room <laughs> and mine would be like going <laughs> with the jankiest row form you've ever seen but like those early days you don't eat you don't grow and like I just struggled for years trying to think where am I going to get this protein from I don't know what I'm doing Mm. Mm. and if you did I'd be huge that's the thing like kids just don't know you don't know adults don't know yeah adults don't know like because Mm. because if kids don't know how are adults if you don't learn it in school and then you don't work with a nutritionist or actively seek information you're never going to know it better nutrition education everywhere and that's the thing like you, you learn about these like pointless things in school, yeah. which is fair enough, they all apply, like whatever. I've never used Pythagoras theorem yeah, I was gonna in say my that. life. No, no, once, um, <laughs> once <laughs> genuinely, I was uh, building a dog kennel for my old dog with my dad, and we needed to figure out what size the triangle was going to be. Uh, I didn't even know what it was, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Pythagoras does that, let's Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and but, but at the same time, I don't know exactly one of those, but I need to do one. Tax return. Um, mortgages and also nutrition. Just These like, are like 
Like, yeah, nutrition yeah, is, like, yeah, literally... Financial like, saving. How to save money. Like, like you will start earning money. Yeah. No one ever teaches you that. How many people get in credit card debt because they don't understand that, like, okay, they don't understand... Well, one, interest like, rates. And two, mm-hmm. like, how yeah, to actually, right. like, put some money away and not use it. Like, yeah. Man, I'm still trying to learn. 50, 30, 20 <laughs> rule. The 50, 30, 20 rule, right, was told to me as if I was an absolute alien from another planet. Someone was like, how do you not know about that, bro? I was like, what the What's fuck that? is that? 50% of your wages goes on, like, uh, like food bills like looking like any, anything you need to rent. spend on right yeah. rent stuff like that 30% is like for you like personal care like you buy clothes you go oh, out with your mates do whatever 20% goes in savings oh, and okay. then if yeah. you can you can do 40 and 10 depending on how much you're earning obviously and how much you want to save but that, that usually is what most people tend to kind of like try and do mm. you're That's not taught that friend, yeah. you're really not taught that no. like you're never taught anything about money management in school no. so when you start earning money you're like Whoa, sick yeah. <laughs> all the way down, down the bit like, oh. yeah yeah nowadays with investment becoming so popular yeah. with younger people, I feel like that's going to start creeping its way into the curriculum. But it should do. People need to know. Especially like yeah, it's our generation. Our generation is. We're never going to like they. Some people our age are never ever going to get actually own a house. I might not. Well, yeah, we might not. We I might be those people. Where they are yeah. rich. There is literally... Oh, oh, we might have just band together. It's like, we're yeah. yeah. just about our coach well, well, house. We're going to be off to a lot. We're going to be off to a lot. We're going to be off to a get on the property ladder before we're 30 is massive. Yeah. And that encourages them to get into a relationship to do so because like two people to get in that 20 grand deposit, 10 grand deposit way easier. easier but then and then you're stuck and it's like how the hell do you do that like how are we supposed to get that much money in because yeah I don't know so, no, we don't know how to save we're eating like shit and then <laughs> probably like ah uh, yeah screw and the way yeah, you know, like, like when you look back like when our parents were buying houses 60 the grand. wage to like house <laughs> price yeah, ratio yeah. was way better now it's like wages house prices nice like yeah. if you're if you're earning like middle wage like 24,000 a year or something like that which is not that much you shouldn't be asking me, that much. You, that's mm. what I mean. It's not much after tax, but like you, the amount you have to work hard to get that, or the amount you have to sell your soul in a nine to five to get that. Trust me, my first salary job, right? And I worked a lot of hours. I made mm. seventeen and a half thousand pounds a year, and that was before tax. Yeah, so I was actually on like sixteen thousand pounds a year. Back though, so. Well, I fucking did because they didn't pay my tax properly, so I ended up getting like they ended up paying me like two grand, but then deducting me like basically like seven, uh, so seven hundred and some eight hundred and some quid. So it, so my tax code thought I was earning like thirty k a year. Started paying off student loans, so oh, now I didn't get paid properly for like the six months, seven months out of that job. Oh. And they were like, "Oh yeah, that's your problem. You have to deal with that." I was like, "Bro, I'm twenty three. I don't know how to do that. What the hell's a HMRC?" <laughs> 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 You got a WhatsApp number? <laughs> Snapchat? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> Where do I find them? That's the, like, that's the most annoying part about doing tax return, though, because you're like, right, this is my first time doing it. Can you? What happens if I fuck it up slightly? Oh, we'll rinse we'll you. Rinse you. Nice. The tax cool. man. Thank you so much for yeah. that help. That's why cash in hand is the way to go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the table. Yeah. What right, job? Uh, How did you get your house? I don't know, bro. It's a gift. <laughs> it's my birthday. It feels like we're winding down somewhat. We've got a lot of audio on the cards, which is great. Yeah, but I do want to finish with something. So we've asked everyone this so far. Um, if you had any advice for anyone, if they were listening, maybe like imagine speaking to like a younger version of yourself, Ooh, okay. um, wanting to go through and do the same things that you're currently doing, but 
Yeah, if you could speak to yourself like five, six years ago, what would you say? Believe in yourself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's a good one. I like, like that. just don't let anything hold you back. Yeah. Embarrassment is a state of mind. Mm. That is what I live by at the moment. Um, <laughs> like it. Yeah. So just just go all in. Go the mm. whole hog. Just give give it your all, mm-hmm. and don't don't live with any regrets. This is it. Yeah, love it, Joe. Anything? Hakuna Matata, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No worries. No worries. Get, get your fake tanning done professionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Don't no, actually, no, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. not. But uh, in, all, in all honesty, don't take things too seriously in some things, you know. Mm-hmm. Enjoy enjoy the process. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy this every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Try live to live for every single day. One day at a time, man. Mm-hmm. Freaking enjoy that day. Mm-hmm. Coach Evie, Coach Joe, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, it's been really good fun. Both are available for one-to-one nutrition coaching currently. So and PT and everything like that. So don't just think it's uh, classes. They do. Yep. They do very good work. Joe, lots of different people. Yeah. Just give me an outro of some sort. Outro. I'll, I'll do a little, little uh, funny one. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next time. This is Joe Family playing your arm. I'm letting this roll. Nice. <laughs>